I'm most excited for this one. Hell yeah, man. Like, he's, where's the ice? He's patch? so grizzled. <laughs> and where is he standing right now? He's in right. some nice sunny warehouse, and he just, they're like, hey, Nick. <laughs> I don't want to look at the sun. <laughs> Even though I don't got my eye patch in, and that would be really convenient right now. And that is the question. Where's that eye patch? Maybe he's like, who took my eye patch? First they take my shoes, then they take my eye patch. It's like, this is Goose, it. where's Goose? He took my eye patch. <laughs> where's like, my goose took stupid your eye goose? I'm the best goose you're ever going to get. I'm trying not to do accents of these actors because it just doesn't sound right when I try to do accents. So I'm just saying the text as is. That's the proper way I should do it, I think. Let's hear your Chris Tucker, Eric. No, thank you. Please don't ever touch my radio. Amazing. It's like he's here with us. It's awesome, authentic. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Marvel's Secret Invasion is coming with reports of production taking place in Leeds in the UK in the past week, meaning this may actually be a title we see on Disney Plus by the end of 2022. Who is Amelia Clark playing on this series? How many MCU characters will cross over into it? And who is secretly a scroll? What, what the, the flurkin? <laughs> this is Inside Marvel. It's our weekly Marvel reaction show. I'm Eric Voss. I'm back this week with MT. Hello, MT. What's going on, buddy? Um, question. Are you a scroll, my friend? I have to ask. I have to just ask generally everybody. It, I'm never going to reveal the answer to that question mm. because even if I said I was, I'd be like, I'm not the werewolf. I'm not the werewolf. <laughs> and they'd say, look at him. He's the freaking scroll. So all, I, all I'll say is I did not get a call from Taylor. <laughs> I didn't get a call from Talos, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't get a call. If I look and sound different to the viewers right now, it's because um, I'm actually in a new setup. I moved <laughs> this past weekend. So I have a, a new room that I'm trying to set up, um, a new camera that I'm looking through while I set up a prompter. So um, forgive me if I just sound a little awkward or if I'm looking down uh, every now and then. Uh, it doesn't mean I love you any less. It just means that... Um, I'm technically incapable, <laughs> and I'm technically incapable of doing a lot of things, but we won't get into That's that. That's not true, That's you like, lie! You lie! Well, MT, there's a certain level of intimacy you and I have not yet reached, so mm. you can't really speak from experience there. This is true, soon. Soon. <laughs> I don't know what that means, I'm sorry. That's really creepy. My fingers MT's are too like, long for to do something I like know, this. He, as far as I know, this guy doesn't need any blue chew. That's what MT's mm, thinking mm, right mm. now, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know how. <laughs> We're already off the rails. In this episode, the scroll surge is back on, ladies and gentlemen. As new information is starting to come out about Marvel's Secret Invasion, we're going to break down everything about this upcoming series. But first, a little uh, announcement we want to remind you guys about. New rock stars, uh, folks, friends, uh, followers, people vaguely interested in us that might live in the Chicagoland area, you will be able to see me and Jessica Clemens and Tommy Bechtold and Philip Molina live hey. in person on February 11th. I believe at 8 p.m., New Rockstars is doing a live show with our friends at Rooster Teeth and the Face Jam podcast at Talia Hall in Chicago mm -hmm. as part of the very normal podcast store. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be a really, really fun show. We're going to be real silly. We're going to be doing something different, things that you don't normally see on the channel. We're going to talk about <laughs> live in person. Uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be just nice to, to see anybody who shows up just to meet you potentially. Uh, so click the link in the video's description or check our 
new Rockstar's social media accounts for the ticket info there. Uh, but MT, what is our question in this episode of Inside Marvel? Well, Eric, what the flurkin are the latest new details about Marvel's secret invasion? Ah, hmm? uh, yes. Well, just a quick reminder to uh, our viewers who may not be currently up to date on Marvel's secret invasion. It's uh, one of the big Marvel crossover events in the comics. Uh, it was around 2008, 2009, in which it is revealed that alien shapeshifters, the Skrulls, were, have, uh, have infiltrated the ranks of all of Earth's institutions, including the Avengers. And it leads all of us to ask the question. Who do you trust? Dun, dun, dun. Don't trust anyone, not even your mom. <laughs> Don't trust the uh, the poor grammar of this question because it should be whom, not who. Whom but that's okay. Who do you trust? <laughs> whom is Grimora? <laughs> um, Ryan used me as an object. Uh, well, I gotta say, when they announced that uh, they were gonna do this as a mini series, I was a bit surprised because it's such a big event. Uh, it's, it's up there, you right. know, with Civil War, I would say. It comes shortly Absolutely. after Civil War. But at the end of the day, I think this is the best way to do it. In fact, I think um, more of these Marvel titles should be six-episode miniseries. It gives us more time to spend with all the characters, to to tease the mysteries, to let the reveals surprise us, to, mm. like, spend two months talking about it. Uh, I honestly think, like, Eternals would have benefited from being oh, a six-episode miniseries. Oh, dude, absolutely. You know? you, I would love to spend six episodes with all those guys, because that was such a huge huge ensemble of, of heroes. Yeah. The, the more characters you have, the more stacked your, your cast is, uh, the more you want to spend time with him, right? Mm -hmm. So, in terms of the production process on this show, we saw this teaser early November, right? During Marvel's Disney Plus Day. Uh, but just that shot of Nick Fury was the only official thing released other than the title card. They've been shooting in the UK in the past few months. They shot in London in September and October. And uh, production for Secret Invasion has resumed in the UK in recent days in the city of Leeds. Leeds. Where, um... <laughs> where uh, you could see uh, Nick Fury and Amelia Clark being spotted around the city. And then next week, uh, production is expected to move on to Halifax at Peace Hall. Ooh. Now, um, I should say there's nothing particularly groundbreaking about the new footage, but we do see Fury has a bearded, grizzled look and no eye patch. I'm just yeah. super pumped, MT, to see this series moving forward, just to potentially see a trailer in the next couple months, hopefully a late 2022 release date. Mm. Now, Amelia Clark is uh, an interesting casting choice for this series because she joins an all-star cast that also includes... Kingsley Benadir, mm. who's going to be playing a lead villain of the show, Olivia Coleman, mm. in some unknown role. And of course, our friends Samuel L. Jackson, Kobe Smulders, is Maria Hill, Ben Mendelsohn returning as Talos. Hey. And this far, I think this is the most stacked cast we have ever seen on a Marvel Disney Plus series. Am I wrong? MT? Um, just like, by having Sam Jackson alone, uh, that's pretty stacked um, on a Disney <laughs> yeah, Plus show. It's just Sam insane. Jackson alone in that weird warehouse, staring at the wall. Here he goes. <laughs> I would watch six episodes of that. He's like, "Do you mind? Who do you trust?" <laughs> He's like, "Why are you looking at me? Do you mind?" He looks annoyed that like we're watching him. He's like, oh, "I guess." <laughs> Man, why doesn't he just start streaming on YouTube right now? Doing seriously, that, like, why are you not think... streaming Fortnite right now, Nick Fury, with uh, Newt Masters sixty nine? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, um, uh, Amelia Clark's character, a lot of us are wondering that she'd be playing the Skrull Varanki, who is the chief villain in the Secret Invasion event in the comics. She, it was revealed that Varanki had been uh, posing as Spider-Woman Jessica Drew for several years. Now, Jessica Drew is technically, of course, a Sony property, so I don't know if she could exist on this Marvel Disney Plus show. But I do think Amelia Clark could just be playing Varanki nonetheless, taking some other human form in this yeah. universe. Now, others are speculating that Amelia Clark could be Abigail Brand, a director of S.W.O.R.D., mm. since we met S.W.O.R.D. in WandaVision, uh, and Monica Rambeau had those connections with S.W.O.R.D., we're not sure if Nick Fury was connected to S.W.O.R.D., because we saw him on that Skrull space station at the end. S.W.O.R.D. could have a an off-planet division that they cooperate with the Skrulls. Mm. We just weren't really clear where Director Hayward would stand on that, if he knew about that division, if it was kept secret even from him, that it was some kind of like backup Nick Fury protocol deal that he had with Abigail Brand. But I honestly think Olivia Coleman would be a really great casting choice for Ab- mm, Abigail Brand. Absolutely. That, my, that's just my headcanon casting. I like it. I dig your headcanon, bro. Now, last week, MT and I for Inside Marvel checked in on Marvel's mutant plan, heading into Multiverse of Madness on the other side of Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home. Now I want to talk about what their scroll plan is after we've mm. seen all these titles. So after the recent titles from late 2021, MT, who do you think is going to be most likely revealed as a scroll imposter or someone who might have a scroll? duplicate the way Fury and Hill did and some of the times we saw them over the past history that we were actually seeing their scrolls. Who do you think will be revealed? Who do you think will be the most shocking major player in the MCU to be revealed as a scroll? Mm-mm-mm. See, that's the big question, man. You can't trust anybody because they, they could just wreck on any anybody as a scroll. I think for me, a huge shocking main player in the MCU that could be a scroll is General Ross. And well, actually, both mm-hmm. Rosses, um, both Everett Ross and General Ross. I think it'd be a huge, mm. like, oh my God, we, I mean, for Everett Ross, like, we trusted you. Like, we invited you into Wakanda and you betrayed us. Why, how could you do that? But for General Ross, it'd be like, oh, dang, they're really infiltrated because now they're leading the military and like making decisions and like, oh my God, like, like this man could potentially be president. I, maybe, but like, you know, with, with Red Hulk being set up, possibly that's not something that they're doing, but like, it would be nuts. Yeah. If they, if they, if they I, I agree, MT. I think, and I think you're looking in the right place, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the MCU, I have a suspicion that they are not going to reveal major, already superpowered individuals as mm-hmm. scrolls, having already been scrolls. Yes, they may get swapped with scrolls as a result of the series, but uh, sorcerers as guardians, you know, I think there are things as uh, there are such things as super scrolls, right? Where oh, right. scrolls can inhabit the the personality the characteristics and the powers of the person they impersonate Mm -hmm. um but i think that's like a step too far i think it's already going to be mind-blowing enough to have people who we thought we knew transform into this green screen uh, into this green-skinned extraterrestrial so the fact that you're looking at government employees that otherwise don't really seem to have superpowers but might have some like historical irregularities we should say um, with Thunderbolt Ross and Black Widow, we're seeing more in these in these deleted scenes from Black Widow that he just kind of had this history where he just disappeared. He chalked it up to having heart problems and having to have uh, triple bypass surgeries. Uh, but the fact that they're both where they are in the government, I think those are going to be the kind of people who Marvel reveals as having been scrolls, because that kind of has the biggest shock value. Oh, yeah. Like, sort of like Winter Soldier. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I think, yeah, government employees... I think people who we have been with in the MCU for a long time, you got to have at least one legacy MCU character who was there since phase one or early phase two. Uh, And I think it's also interesting to look at people who have like weirdly technical uh, insights that 
normal human beings through our American K through 12 education <laughs> and even MIT instruction that they have. That was one of the things that always weirded me out about Tony Stark and Howard Stark. I found this on the web. Oh, jeez, sorry. <laughs> Howard Stark is like, you're uh, talking about me? <laughs> he's uh, my ears are hurting. Um, but, I mean, that could just chalk it up to the, to the Stark uh, personality, the Stark intelligence, and that's just there. But, yeah, I think it's going to be like a mix of government employees, some people who we've been with in the MCU for a long time, and then whoever the goofy side characters are mm. in the MCU. So the ones who make my list are the Rosses, right? Thunderbolt and, and Everett Ross. Mm-hmm. As well as, I think Hank Pym is a prime candidate. Ooh, that's a big one, Just, bro. Dang. He was one of the big ones at the beginning of the Secret Invasion comics. Mm. It's him. It's Reed Richards. They turn on each other. Hank Pym has been revealed as a scroll. I don't think that would like destabilize too many things. I, it might make uh, Quantumania a bit weird, but mm. I, th- I don't <laughs> think it would break anything in Quantumania. Yeah, we already know about Maria Hill and Fury, already had scroll duplicates who they worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, after seeing Eternals, what do you think about Karun being a scroll? Uh, my heart would be broken. My heart would be shattered. Um, broken. I would trust no one. Um, like Literally, I would have trust issues for the rest of my life because he just... He's just so trustworthy. He just, like, that when he was saying goodbye to the Eternals, he's like, thank you so much. Like, this was amazing. And, like, I was like... Please, like that seems so genuine. So if he was a scroll, I, I would fight. I would fight. Just my, I, I just fight something. My furniture, um, my wall. I would just be see. Very MT, angry. you and I have a different interpretation of it, though, because if you were revealed as a scroll, I, I, he's still a very nice person and this a very nice individual. And I think the way I would see it as that would explain why he was less freaked out by uh, mm. by Kingo and these other Eternals. And he just kind of went with it, walking on board a spaceship. And then he, at the end, he said, thank you for everything you've done for this planet. I think that's his mission as a scroll in in disguise. He's embedded in these places to try to do good. I imagine these versions of scrolls as like kind of like Peace Corps volunteers. They're on mm. this planet just trying to help us out and protect <laughs> us against this imperialist Kree <laughs> empire. The scrolls are the good guys. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some bad scrolls. There's going to be like, that's what's going to destabilize this peace that we've had. Is there's going to be some terrorist scrolls and all the scrolls we know are going to be like, they're not us. That's a different group. They're crazy. They sit at a different table <laughs> than nuts. us. We don't know them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think definitely there. Do we think uh, either a Wakandan? Like, some, there must be someone in Wakanda who is Absolutely. a scroll if they really are all over the world. Uh, maybe someone in the Black Widow crew, like someone we saw either in the Widow organization. Do you think it's likelier that one of the Widow assassins could be a scroll or one of uh, the people of Wakanda? Anybody? I mean, I think both. I think that the scrolls are everywhere and the Widows would be a fantastic place for the scrolls to be because, you know, if, if a, a young female scroll was taken as a child and this raised up to be a Widow... It would make sense for these people to want to spread out and infiltrate with the infiltrators, I guess, with the widows. Mm. It's like that is like the ultimate secret agents. Like oh, I'm a double agent, sort of a uh, sort of vibe. So yeah, it would make sense for there to be uh, scrolls embedded in the widows. What kind of and like absolutely, I think that like the best thing about Secret Invasion is like the feeling of. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level. 
the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast your, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Like no one is safe or like you you don't know where they they could be literally anywhere um like cockroaches um even though we shouldn't call squirrels cockroaches because they're nice they're people. not they're good <laughs> it's not an infestation they've been helping us for years get out of my planet <laughs> <laughs> like i i doubt it'll be like a major wakandan player like not okoye but maybe someone in the dora milaje guard oh yeah like, like I, she, um... we might have a line like we saw in uh in the falcon winter soldier where some dora milaje show up and they go yes we just found out three of our guards were scrolls Mm-hmm. It's awkward. <laughs> like even like um, people on the council in Wakanda, like that would be nuts if like mm. one of like a person on the council was like, "Hey, sorry, <laughs> just kidding, mm-hmm. just a scroll the entire time." Now coming out of No Way Home, uh, I was fully expected going into No Way Home that they were going to make us think that Aunt May was going to die, and then they would kill off Happy Hogan. But no, mm. Happy Hogan was left alive. And I've always wondered, like John Favreau seems like the kind of guy who would be totally down to wear that scroll makeup. <laughs> Uh, and he 100%. is one of these guys that it's kind of like what Jarvis was in the Secret Invasion comics, where Jarvis suddenly was revealed as a scroll, just like you here <laughs> with me this whole time. Like I think I would love that if they revealed Favreau as a scroll, and that would be like a high profile face who is in a ton of the movies. That'd like that nice. might be the one where it was like him, him. <laughs> so I've always suspected that he might, I haven't always suspected, but in recent months I've been suspecting this. Maybe like that, maybe Aunt May figured it out and like she walked in on him being a scroll and she just broke up with him. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to break up with you. I don't really know what's going on, but like, I'm just going to be nice. I'm just going to break up with you. I like you as a when person. We- it's just like when we slept together, you made this weird extraterrestrial screen. Like gills <laughs> opened up behind your ears and mist sprayed out. I don't know what that was about. You said something about pass. flirk me. I don't know what a flirk yeah. is. I don't really want yeah. that. And for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> the- to Flirk Tank. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Val. We never really got mm. answers about Val, other than that she's connected, it sounds like, with uh, Eleanor Bishop, perhaps mm. Kingpin, from uh, from Hawkeye. Mm. But we don't really know what her abilities are, and I've always suspected that she has some kind of connections either with the mystic arts or with mm. people from off-world, because she knows things about the Avengers conflict that normal people, even shadowy government figures should know about. She knows about intimate conversations that happened on Vormir. Mm. So if she's, I think the idea is that she just has some connections that people should not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Val does have an important role in the secret invasion event. And there's a prelude Nick Fury storyline where he tracks Val and realizes that she, the Val he thought he was with, well, she shifted back into a scroll in that mm-hmm. moment. Um, I don't know if that's the direction. It seems like they could go in like six different directions with Val still. We still don't know much about her. But what do you think, MT? 
I mean, I think that Val could have a connection to the scrolls in in the way that she probably saw them coming. Um, I have this like mm. I have this weird suspicion that Val is using the Project Insight algorithm from Winter Soldier to sort of oh, yeah. eliminate yeah. people um, on the way, and I think that with that algorithm, she's just like, all right, scrolls are on the board. And they're mm. probably infiltrating. I feel like Val and her people foresee the the secret invasion thing happening, and so like they're putting mm. their people in place. It's like, all right, they're not. They're, there's not going to be a need for Captain America because people don't trust Captain America and the Avengers anymore. So now we're going to make the mm. Thunderbolts because these are our people and they're safe and they're verified. Um, so I think that she just knows that it's coming. She has the intel of the scrolls coming in the '90s, and so she's just like, all right. Um, we're ready for the the big news to break out because people fear things that people fear things that they don't understand. And when the people are see the scrolls, they're going to be like, "Oh no, people! All these aliens are infiltrating our, our our planet, and so we have to fight against them." And so they're sort of orchestrating this like um, you know this pushback, this narrative against the scrolls um, on a on a world stage. That'd be interesting that Val might use this secret invasion to stir even more misinformation out there and to play her levers of power in a way that like turn people against each other. She releases like fake dossiers out there or Mm -hmm. fake propaganda that says such and such might be a scroll, but they're not. Or she might uh, kind of like, you know, during the McCarthy hearings out people for being scrolls and hold these big Mm -hmm. trials or something like that, you know, or set up someone else to hold trials. (laughs) She just like uses Sharpie to draw like a weird chin on on a Hulk. And he's like, oh, look, Hulk's a scroll. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Um, Now I'm kind of looking at the Secret Invasion cast and wondering who among them or what other MCU character might be that kind of government blowhard and mm. Christopher McDonald's going to be in the show aka Shooter McGavin this guy's such a great character actor he was in Hacks on HBO on HBO Max um, he's such a fantastic actor I wonder if he might be playing like a government figure like a senator who's mm. like I have a list of known scrolls of the government <laughs> and we'll get to the bottom of all of them uh, like I found this on GeoCities <laughs> <laughs> hold on it's dot matrix printer so I gotta just tear off Perforated sides. Okay. One moment. Oh, it tore into paper. I hate it. But this guy's great. I mean, this cast, guys, I just can't get over how much I love everyone in this cast. It's not just like, oh, they cast that one action actor who did stunts in that movie. I make, I'm not saying that I'm hating on all stunts. I think most stunt actors usually surprise you with how good of actors they are. Mm. Um, but I'm just saying, like, these are all actors that have, like, either been part of the Oscars conversation or have won Oscars before. And mm. that's exciting. Usually you just have one of those in these shows. So the fact that we have so many, it's like, ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Emmy but the question we... We want to ask, why does Nick Fury no longer wear his eye patch on this show? Or why does he no longer shave? Why is he doing this um, Thor Ragnarok Odin deleted scene look that he seems to be having? (laughs) We are definitely going to talk about that. But first, we want to thank our friends at Peloton for sponsoring this episode. Uh, You'd get bored watching the same thing on TV every day. You'd get just as bored doing the same workout over and over again, right? Well, Peloton is adding a ton of new and exciting classes to their app to keep you motivated to work out. Peloton has a workout for every goal, every day, every month 
mood, de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength and 20 minutes of cardio, or do a quick 15-minute total body class before work. Stay motivated while having fun with bike workouts, yoga, meditation, dance, cardio, and more. They even have some cool new boxing classes. Peloton is adding fun new artist series classes as well. Work out to the music of a single artist for an entire class. From pop and rock to hip-hop to EDM, there are over 100 artist series to choose from. And for a limited time, try the Peloton app free for two months, then $12.99 a month after that. New members only. Visit OnePeloton.com slash app to learn more. That's two months free at O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N dot com. Offer expires January 31st, 2022. Terms apply. We also want to thank our friends at Stance Socks for sponsoring this episode. I have got some Stance Socks in my sock drawer or in one of my socks boxes. Socks Socks box? Uh, I'm just always happy to put these on my feet. They feel so great. We know they make the best socks in the biz, and now they're bringing color, comfort, and creativity from toe to head with the launch of their all-new active apparel line. Stance has a super soft line of sweatpants and joggers, shirts and hoodies, and more that are stylish enough to wear out and about. They're available in a full range of fits, prints, and fabrics. I think the coolest part of Stance's apparel is all of their collaborations. You can wear your Nightmare Before Christmas hoodie or your Wu-Tang Clan sweatpants or Darth Vader socks mix it all up. It's awesome. Stance's philosophy is that you should never have to sacrifice your own individual style for the sake of comfort. And now you don't have to. Whether you're relaxing around the house, working out at the gym, or running all over town, Stance now delivers its signature softness and creativity in a full line of active apparel styles from toe to head. Stance has got you covered. Head on over to Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code MARVEL at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance Stitched different. All right, MT, I wanted to ask you the question, why the flurkin does Nick Fury no longer wear his eye patch in Secret Invasion, do you think? That's the big question, man, because every time we've seen Nick Fury, he's usually wearing his eye patch, unless it's the end of, you know, the Winter Soldier and he's rocking the sunglasses look. Um, but I think that, you know, given that Secret Invasion is going to be dealing with a lot of scrolls and, you know, a lot of like evil scroll or like or antagonist scrolls to Nick Fury, I honestly think that this could be a power move. It's like, hey, check this out. Flurkin, scratch my eyeball. You don't want to mess with me, bro, all right? I have a, a wound from a dangerous creature. And since the scrolls fear the Flurkins, they're like, oh my God, like this guy, this guy's for real. Like he survived, he probably killed the Flurkin with his bare hands. How did he do that? He's, he's legitimate. <laughs> um, so I think it could be like a scare tactic, honestly, um, just because he's just a normal man dealing with all these, uh, you know, superhuman, uh, not superhuman, extraterrestrial, um, you know, technologies and, and, and entities. So, like, he, he has to have a, a one-up. He has to scare um, these people that don't know that Nick Fury is a one to be feared. Um, so I think that could be a reason there. Uh, but it also yeah. could be Talos, because, like, just implying that, like, I, I can see through my eye, my eyes, this is just a, uh, a little disguise. Well, I think um, I think you're on to a couple good things there. First off, yeah, this is a new era of Nick Fury. He's not the Avengers era of Nick Fury anymore. He's uh, a Nick Fury who might be trying to either scare people or win over the public. Though, I think he looks scarier now than he did of before. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm wondering if he has a scroll. Now, we know scrolls can impersonate clothes, right? That's mm. a simple enough thing. They can shapeshift their molecular structure around to just wear whatever you're wearing, and that includes an eye patch. But I wonder if now Nick Fury, uh, this could be like a little plot point, that he, he has a new eye patch designed 
by the good scrolls or whoever his tech savvy friends are so that it cannot be duplicated. And that's how you know there's the only Nick Fury. He has this one particular eye patch that is impossible to be duplicated. Uh, but not everyone in the world knows that yet. So you have another scroll who's back on Earth who is uh, who is impersonating him as like a crazy uh, uh, rambling conspiracy theorist who never shaves and lives up in the woods <laughs> and is screaming things. And he's like, you you thought I was dead, but I'm not. I'm still alive. And the world is filled with scrolls. And then so they the bad scrolls, I'm mean, still imagining two different camps of scrolls, good right. ones and bad ones. The bad ones might have like kidnapped him or something, but they can't extract his, his eye patch or they can't remove it. And they're pissed off about that. So they just send another one to impersonate him as an insane lunatic. And that just sows information so no one knows who to trust at that point. So this version of Fury that we see who's bearded without the eye patch is a scroll impersonator, but not the good kind that Talos was. Oh, okay. Just like an evil That's my theory. theory. That would be pretty yeah. I would love to see just an antagonist or like a or just like a crazier version of Nick Fury in general. Just like something just just to see like Samuel Jackson just like just give us like uh, subvert expectations for what we know Nick Fury to be like just through a scroll a scroll um performance. Yeah, I think that's that might be a reason why they're getting so many great actors in the show is at some point, even if they're human, they're gonna get impersonated by a scroll and they're gonna need to play those different identities. Which is one of the fun things that, you know, I think was unappreciated from Captain Marvel, how often characters were revealed to be scrolls and then those actors got to be a little shady for a few scenes. Mm. Clark Gregg, right? Didn't he yeah, he was impersonated by a scroll and got to have a bit of fun with that. I thought that was great. You tried to murder Nick Fury. <laughs> Dead. A little question that we never got answered coming out of Loki. Uh, what was the violation of that variant scroll that we saw in the TVA check-in desk in the Loki episode one? Well, isn't there like a an unaccounted for scroll from Captain Marvel? Um, there that... is. There's a fourth scroll <laughs> what if, that we never like, caught up with. Maybe what if that's like the MCU's way of just being like, oh, we got him. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Ladies He's and gentlemen, <laughs> we got him. <laughs> Like, it, it was like a mistake on Marvel Studios. Like, oh, whoops, we forgot the scroll. It's like, oh, we don't worry about it. We picked him up. That would be hilarious. I would love that. But he is wearing, like, a yeah. tracksuit, isn't he? Like, a little tracksuit yeah. type deal. So maybe. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Maybe he's part of the tracksuit mafia. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I think the reason I, I find this question interesting is the reason he's in that lobby is whatever he did was considered a violation in the eyes of the TVA. So mm. some scroll stepped in the wrong part of the timeline and so that would be marvel's suggestion if this was that fourth scroll who got away that this scroll's escape or something else he did later in his life was considered off the script of the sacred timeline in some interesting mm. way like we don't know how much of the tva's logic to trust because we had what miss minutes told us we had what other characters told us and then we had what kang or the kang variant told us at the end mm. so we don't know if it was just like they did it something consciously or unconsciously, or if like Loki was targeted more than your average variant was, we don't know how much of that was true by the end of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that ultimately characters who were detained were ones who like really went out of step with what seemed to be fated for themselves, that they made mm -hmm. some crazy choice. It wasn't just like, oh, I decided to get a skinny latte today. <laughs> I think they had to have done something pretty dastardly. Everyone there seemed to be like, now, the, the counter argument there would be Sylvie, right? Sylvie was just playing with her toys. We don't know what she did before she was playing with those toys. Maybe she pushed a man off a ledge and said, I'm going to be king one day. Give me them toys. <laughs> Give me those toys. <laughs> 
Um, no, was it just playing with toys? Was it her very existence? I think that was the implication, right? By the end, Sylvia was like, I didn't do anything. Just my very existence was considered uh, expungible from reality, from all of realities. Uh, so I think this scroll, I would love if like there was something in particular he did. Like maybe this was like the assassin scroll that started a huge conflict between the Kree and the scroll, even though that was ancient, he's wearing a tracksuit now. Um, maybe this was one who, uh, who like threw a, a Molotov cocktail, right? If he was a tracksuit guy, but that one sparked a war to where the United States government became aware of the existence of scrolls. So the TVA is trying to, trying to just prune him. So the secret, so there's no knowledge of the secret invasion on earth because that's mm. too destabilizing of the status quo. That, that'd be interesting. I like that actually. The last question I want to ask you as we wrap up our scroll conversation today, MT, mm. that WandaVision post-credit scene. Uh, we all got overwhelmed by that second post-credit scene of Wanda with the Darkhold, of course. But there was that first one with the freaking scroll recruiting Monica Rambeau to go right. visit someone up in the sky. Mm. Now, yeah. we assume that was Nick Fury, but could it have been someone else? Could it have been her scroll leader, played by Kingsley Benadir? Hmm, maybe, maybe. I think... That, you know, it could be in reference to any, because, like, Nick Fury is obviously not the only scroll that Monica um, came, or a person of interest that Monica came in contact with during the events of Captain right. Marvel. Um, I think Kingsley Ben-Adir could actually be playing Nick Fury's son, who is revealed as a scroll, And Nick Fury's like, where's my son? <laughs> Why'd you take my son? <laughs> so um, you're saying Nick Fury had a relationship with... With a scroll posing as a human, and that their their child was a scroll, maybe, or possibly that his son was taken by the scrolls and was replaced by a scroll imposter to try to get to Nick Fury to try to you know kill him to you know obviously an evil scroll, not a, a good scroll, um, to try to kill Nick Fury uh, because he's trying to advance an agenda that they don't really care about. Um, so I, I think that he might be playing that in particular, but I think in terms of the um, that that link. You know, there there is also Talos's daughter. Like, there's this huge. I feel like there's this teaser in Captain Marvel one that kind of leaves Talos's daughter with like, "Ooh, is violence okay? I just saw my dad kill somebody um, in the name of violence." Um, so I think that maybe it could be Talos's daughter. It's like, "Hey, come on up. Um, I miss you, buddy, buddy, old pal." Because they would probably be the same age. Um, at that See, point. what I think is Talos' daughter is going to be Varanki, and that, mm -hmm. like, Talos is like, look, I lost touch with my daughter. She's out of control. I can't talk to her. I can't. They're like, you have to talk to her. It's going to, she's going to destroy the status quo piece, so it's going to make it personal, right? Mm -hmm. She splits away from her dad, and Talos represents the older generation of just, like, Cold War peace, uh, you know, give peace a chance, scrolls, cooperation's <laughs> better than war, and she's like, no, screw that. It's, it hasn't done anything for us. We're still refugees helping out these humans for no reason let's mm -hmm. blow it all up and burn it down and that's gonna be i think that's gonna be amelia clark as varanke and he's like oh, i can't talk to her she's just out of control <laughs> she's she's flown off the handle have you had tried having a daughter she's out of control different bro that's pretty damn have that's a great bad mendelson bro bad <laughs> scroll uh ben scrolderson i think maybe but i think that's where things are headed. i think you're right i think that daughter's going to come back that little moment in captain marvel i think was uh the first start of like she looked at that kree getting shot and she's like why don't we do this to everyone right. like i think her playing uno and she's that's just like a clue she's like uh i'm going to what's it called where you reverse it like she's reversing this ship she's playing the reverse card in uno, reverse uno. and she's gonna burn it down 
And I love the idea of her being like Talos's daughter. I love the idea of Nick Fury having a family. I think that's mm -hmm. great. Like, kind of like this Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones character kind of thing. He had a, a relationship with one of these aliens he met and he loves her and it's beautiful. Um, but that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about Secret Invasion a lot more in the months ahead, but don't forget to check out our many great merch options at NeuroxStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss, follow MT at Mastertainment, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching, and we know which of you are scrolls, but we won't help you. Mm -hmm. We have a list. We printed it Bye. out, we checked it twice. All right, goodbye, we love you, <laughs> bye. <laughs>